Ladies and gentlemen, this is weeknights. This is the last weeknight of this here week. Oh, I'm about to say, man, you canceled us already? Of this here week. And, uh, Week yeah. number four, baby! Yep. Just like that. We out here in these streets. We really are. Con- content flowing. Co- listen, contentually, we're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> we are. She then said it on the pod. In my Go opinion, <laughs> we, <laughs> the kids are all right. So, If I know, do say so myself? If I do say so myself. <laughs> and I am here as your former king of R&B, at least until next week. Um, no worries. Next, next episode, you be back next episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can take off your hat and put on the crown. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That is totally my plan. So you know, uh, until then, I am just Dash, aka Dashing D. And this, my beautiful co-host. God, stop calling me beautiful. I'm gonna get a big head, and my head already big enough. You know what I'm saying? We don't need this to get any bigger. <laughs> This dome. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, tell, tell the people who you are. I am JD, aka He Who Pods. Yes, you are. And I am She Who Drinks Boba. I dropped, dropped two pods yesterday. You know what I'm saying? You didn't want to say nothing. I'm not, going, I'm not even going to shout out the squad. I mean, but, you know what I mean? Brag about it. Why two not? pods yesterday. Ain't nothing. You know, light work. Two, nah, not light work. It's not. Yo, why people do that? Why people be like, you know, light work. I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing. Maybe it's light work. Meanwhile, they literally did. I promise you. So much. I promise you it's not light work. So It's not. Like, doing a podcast is not. And we've talked before about, like, doing some content outside of the content about podcasting specifically. Because it is so... It's a lot of work. So, honestly... Put it in the comments if you're interested in learning about how to start a podcast or just the inner workings. Yeah, how it works and you know, um, you know, contentually and professionally. You're gonna keep using your word. Professionally, we are qualified to have these conversations with you. So please, please, please do put it in the comments if this that's something you're interested in you want to learn more about or you just you know if we maybe we could do like Q&A or something like that you know so you know I'm over here giving out ideas that we never talked about <laughs> before nope. but Not you know we can we talk off pod but, you know whatever we can talk off pod what happens when but, you let Dash run the show but yeah no you gotta take on Monday I'm taking the show back no, take the show kidding. back on Monday please well, on Monday, I might not even be able to contain myself to intro anything or right. definitely take back the show on Monday. <laughs> I got it on Monday. Don't worry. You you could try on Tuesday again. Yeah. Because Monday Maybe Wednesday. Be... We got to see how you feel. You might still be, you know. Recovering. You might still have an Usher hangover. Exactly. I should have taken Monday off. You know how people take the day after the Super Bowl off? I should have taken the day after Usher performs off. All right. Because how am I going to... How do... No, I can't sing that song because that's not Usher. But listen, breathing might be hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm being dramatic. All right. But you know Don't who else is dramatic? It's time to start the pod. <laughs> Well, that's, I was, you need to catch my segue. You said, what you said? I said, but you know who else is dramatic? Oh, who else? Mo to the neek to the. (laughs) What was the next part? To the what? Mo to the neek to the. Oh, okay. Just to the, got it. Yeah. 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 So we we spoke a bit about Monique yesterday, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot more to talk about. Mhm. So where where would you like to go? I mean, we didn't even we didn't even really talk about too much. She spoke about Kevin Hart doing her dirty. She spoke about Tiffany Haddish making comments. About her she husband. spoke about the Breakfast Club, which has since all uh, apologized. Yeah. And according to her, mostly thanks to Jess Hilarious, who 
he feels understands her plight and was able to explain it to Breakfast Club and get them to all, you know, yeah, I take saw... accountability and apologize. Where you want to go? There's so much to cover that we didn't even get to yesterday. I mean, we can talk about the people she talked about. I think that we could start there. That's a good place to start. Um, okay. She basically said, she said she had a good relationship with Kevin Hart until she didn't anymore. Um, until, you know, Sometimes she's... Sometimes be like that. Right. She started making waves and Kevin Hart uh, said he, you know, would support her and, you know, help her out in any way that she needed. And he, she did credit him. She said there was a time where her family needed money and he was there for her. Wrote her a check. Wrote her a check. And then after that, he said, you know, anything you need to, there was some project they were she was trying to work on and he was like, anything you need to get it off the ground, like, let me know. Um, which we always talk about off pod, like having an ecosystem. And so to me, this made complete sense. I was like, oh, okay. So behind the scenes, the comedians are taking care of each other. Right. Until Until we found out. Right. Until the story goes sour (laughs) and she says, you know, they, they start to like, get the ball rolling on something and his people contact her and say no and i think she said is was kevin Hart the one who actually re- said he was going to reach out to tyler perry and did and did and after that something seemed to shift right after that it was yeah after that it was no nah, kevin doesn't want anything to do with that project or you guys yeah and he apparently didn't say it to her himself. Uh, it was his right. an assistant or somebody had to. Yeah. Now, if you, if we are friends to the point where you giving my family money, at the least you could do is tell me that you can't mess with me no more. I don't like the. I don't like the ghost thing. I just feel I like if that. if we had a good enough relationship, then keep it real with me. Just be like, you know, this is what I heard. I didn't like this. And I don't, I, I need to distance myself from this. Right. Kind of messed up. It kind of seemed like he called somebody mm-hmm. who was above his pay grade. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, man, if you want to stick around in this town, you're going to listen here. Stay away from that other person. Yeah. He said, oh, financially and height, big brother and age, big brother. You got it. And be clear about something for those who don't realize, because I know people have a lot to say about Tyler Perry. Forget about the content Tyler Perry creates and think more about how much Tyler Perry owns, how much stake Tyler Perry has in the entertainment industry. He might seem to some like a small fish because people don't really think of him as businessman. I think that people who, maybe we do, but I think a lot of times people forget that Tyler Perry is a very powerful businessman outside of the content he creates. Because people love to talk about Tyler Perry and say, oh, Medea, or oh, this, you know, this that he created or whatever. The easy response to that is how many other people have their own studio? But that's that's Not their own company, their own studio. But that is what I'm saying. I'm with you. I'm saying I'm in agreement. I'm saying that's the easy answer to X all that shit out. Atlanta is being called the new Hollywood. And Tyler Perry is at the center of that. Yeah. And I think sometimes people forget that. Don't forget how powerful he is. This is not that far-fetched of an idea. This is not that far-fetched of a concept that he would have that much power. To say to somebody like Kevin Hart, nah, we're not getting involved with that. Don't get it. And I got to keep saying it. That's Oprah's homie. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the two of them together, 
a powerhouse. I mean, one and, of them is, is, is more than enough, right? But two of them together, you put two people like that. Oh, yeah. That that got me. I was like, wow. I didn't, you know, wow. When I heard that shit, I said, so you not funny and you foul. Damn, Kevin. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> we see where your loyalties lie. <laughs> I don't have a loyalty. I think Kevin Hart has gotten exponentially less funny. The, the more Hollywood he became? I think his best stand-ups were the early ones. And I think that although he's grown in popularity, his stand-ups as a comedian have declined. Now, if you want to talk about the box office stuff, I don't have any data there. The last good movie I saw him in was... The one with him and the guy from Breaking Bad. I know you expect me to know who that is, but I don't. (laughs) From Your Honor? Oh, Ryan Cranston. They did a movie together. Okay. That was good. But besides that, I mean, who's checking for... Kevin Hart films like Ryan Cranston or Brian Cranston. Who knows? You know they say let's I go to I, white people. Let's go to IMDb up, so. and find out. At least I almost have the name right. Sing it, Brandy, but everybody knows. Almost doesn't count. Right. While I look for that, what you think about what she said about uh Tiffany Haddish? Yeah. If you are going to talk about somebody's man, I actually walked away from this. I just want to say this before I say that. I actually walked away from this thinking to myself, well, you know, she's got a point. Who's got a point? Monique. Okay, and what would that point be? If somebody bothers you, Like, you have, as far as I'm concerned, you have full reign to bother them back. Right? And what I mean by that is, I think that, yes, I think she's right in that whatever people might think of her or, or the way that she's done things or what she's done, there have been moments where people have just straight up disrespected her. And and I don't think there's anything wrong with standing up and saying I was disrespected and I don't want to be disrespected. Okay. Or, or, or somebody shooting at you and you shoot back. So now that I've said that Tiffany Haddish says something about Monique's husband. I have sat here. Mm -hmm. Well, not right here, but you know, I have sat on the blue couch and I have said that, I think things are weird over there. I've been honest about that. Over there where? Monique's? Yeah. At their house. (laughs) I have said that. So, uh, yes, I have said that. If she started shooting at me and talking about my, my life and whatever, I would have to eat that because I said something about her relationship and I know nothing about it. I kind of feel the same way about this Tiffany Haddish thing. Like, you said something about her man, her husband, who she's been with for a million years. It didn't bother me that she was kind of snarky and shady about it because Tiffany Haddish said what she said. And it's like her and Shannon were saying earlier in the interview, don't mess with family. If you mess with family, then... There are consequences to your actions. So that's what I thought of the Tiffany Haddish thing. I was just like, oh, that was kind of corny of Tiffany Haddish. I get mm-hmm. it. It's low-hanging fruit. With Monique, it's very easy to say something about her husband. Sure. But you also, I also don't have, I'm, I speak about myself because, as I said, I, I said what I said recently, but... Tiffany Haddish is in the same industry as Monique. And the same genre. And the same genre, right? They do the same thing. 
it is she has more to lose doing that over there than I do over here. Like yeah. with our, you know, however many fo- subscribers and whatever, like I'm probably a little safer today than Tiffany Haddish is. And I feel like in in this business, I think one of the points that Monique made was that you try to make allies. And you're not going to make an ally talking about somebody's husband. Yeah, I don't think Tiffany Haddish was seeking an ally in Monique when she said that. I don't think so either. I'm just saying. I think she was I think she was probably um seeking the notoriety that would come from saying something like that about Monique. Yeah. But what did you think? Well, real quick, going backwards, the movie is called The Upside <laughs> and it came out in 2017, which is now quite some time ago. Yeah. Mhm. And um, that was the Kevin Hart movie I last enjoyed. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish, you know, it's really weird when you see people speak out against somebody else um, and not directly about something, right? Like, if I just came up here and was like, yo, person X moms is a bitch. It's like, well, where that came from? Why are you right. just randomly saying person X mom is a bitch? Like, well, what, what's the what's the purpose of that? Now, a lot yeah. of times I understand that things are people reacting to and giving commentary on events that have happened. Yeah. I don't know what made Tiffany Haddish say that. But that's a good point. It probably wasn't the wisest thing to say. Uh, yeah, family is off limits, but with Monique, I will say this. It becomes a little challenging when mm-hmm. giving commentary on Monique and her business because her husband is not just her husband. He's, He's also her manager. In the business. Yep. So if I saw a business dealing and said, Monique's manager handled this poorly, here's how he could have yeah. done it better. That's also her husband. Yeah. So it makes it a little weird when it comes to those things. And mm-hmm. I think people know that and use it against her if we're being honest. I, yeah, I agree. I don't I think, think they people do. are doing it just being fair and giving commentary. I think people are purposely poking at Monique when they do it. Yeah. Because you could easily say, well, Monique and her team made a bad decision here. Right? Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, I came on the pod and said, I don't think that was the right way to do things. I think there's another side of things where you kind of think about relationships. Yeah, That involves Monique's team, her manager, her assistants, her Mm -hmm. publishers. But I didn't bring them into it. I purposely focused on Monique and what she did, even though in the story, most of that was her manager slash husband. Yeah. I think people could do it that way, but purposely choose not to because they either want to jump on the bandwagon of people against her or they have an axe to grind with her already and say, all right, then I'm going to, I'm going to poke at where I think it hurts. Yeah. I agree so, with that. um, and I think that's foul to be honest Yeah, because you could say a lot of other words and not say her husband specifically. Right. Right. You could say management team, her and her staff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways that you could word it where, you know, yeah, I didn't really enjoy what person X and their team did when we filmed together. You know, we were supposed to go on a press run. Person X and their team decided otherwise. Right. I don't have to come up here and say, yeah, I spoke to her husband and he was a dick. Mm-hmm. Nah, you didn't. You don't have to do that. It's not it's not necessary. So I think that people do that on purpose and I think it's foul. Um, and she made a good point. Tiffany Haddish doesn't have a husband. You, you you should probably consider that when making certain comments. Shannon Sharp said the same thing. Shannon Sharp, yeah. Shannon Sharp be getting messy sometimes. <laughs> well, that's a whole nother conversation, which we can we can we might have to have in the near future. Yeah. But being but he- called Wendy Williams with muscles is not a good comparison. It's not it's not a good thing. I don't remember if Monique said it or somebody else I was listening to, but that that has already been said two months into the new year. But so. I don't... And I, you know why I don't like that? Because, I don't know. 
I don't have a lot of bad things to say about Wendy Williams the way a lot of people do. I don't want to start a conversation about Wendy Williams, but I'm just saying. So I think that's that feels more. I know that's supposed to insult him, but I feel like it's more of an insult to her. I don't. I don't think it's either. I just think it's not a good. It's not a good thing you want to start being viewed as, but. Well, that's another conversation for another time. I don't think that's what he set out to do. And I think he has said that very recently, maybe even in this interview, that that's not what he's trying to do, like the gossip stuff. But that's what he's doing, because I just saw a video of him. Okay, we could talk, <laughs> we could talk about he's is, He's at Super Bowl. He's doing nightcap at Super Bowl. And I saw a video, but we can, we can definitely talk about that another time. Um so overall, what did you think about this interview? What do you take issue with? And then oh. do you want to discuss the stuff that has taken place afterwards? Well, yeah, I was just about to bring D.L. Hughley, actually. I mean, listen, I thought the interview was interesting. Um, some of the stuff I've heard her say before, but I did think it was interesting. Um, I did have a favorite part of the interview. All right, what's that? <laughs> and, you know, you might think this is shady, but... When she said that she, about her husband, no, <laughs> I just thought this was funny. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything disrespectful, but I thought this was funny. When she said that she wished, she's told her husband that she wished that she could put him in a bottle oh, so other and women shake have him a up and then give black women a sip so they can taste what a good black man tastes like. <laughs> So they can taste what a real black king tastes like. <laughs> it was it was a metaphor. I know. I'm <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know, let me have my fun. Yeah. It Don't was have a... it. Because I can't say anything about that comment. It was a metaphor. And I understand the metaphor. And honestly, hearing her say talk about certain things having to do with her relationship, since that's where we're at at this point. Uh I do think that she gets, I do think that people are hard on her when it comes to certain things having to do with her relationship. I don't agree with everything that she says, or I don't agree with every philosophy she has, but I did feel like at the root of this, at the core of this, she is someone who has found a person who she can fully be herself with who she is able to uh love fully and give herself to fully and I think that that was one of the takeaways for me whether it matters to people or not I don't know but it was one of the takeaways for me because I feel like people do criticize a lot when and it doesn't have to be Monique we're talking about. It could be anybody. People criticize other people's relationships a lot. And what I found at the core of this was, does it really matter how it's done? As long as, I mean, obviously we don't want her to be treated bad or anything like that. And if that were going on, that would be, you know, a different conversation. But that's not really what's happening here. What's happening here is she's 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 in a relationship where she feels loved and she feels safe and she's able to provide that for the person she's with and i i i think that was a really important takeaway from this so yeah i feel like we got to ease up on her a little bit when it comes to stuff like that and by we i just mean people in general cuz i feel like people do talk about how things are weird over there and yes there have been some things that publicly I've just been like, what's happening here? Like, what's what's going on? But the more she explained how things happened, how they became a couple and all of that, to me, was just very, it was very meaningful to me. I was like, oh, okay, well, you just gave me context. It was none of my business, but you just gave me context to something to where I can say, all right, like, I'm not worried about that lady and her man, like... Y'all go be happy and in love and, you know, whatever. 
So, and outside of that, I think that Monique is saying that she's like healed and that she doesn't really like she. What did she say? She was like, I'm not hurt because Shannon Sharp says she's hurt when they that call to. <laughs> did you see that when they said, um, uh, when they looked at the camera and spoke directly to Tyler Perry and Oprah? Of course, I saw that. Do you think that either of them would do Club Shay Shay? Of course not. Okay. That's what I thought. But I was just like, oh, this is weird. No, of course not. And Shannon Sharp has now let someone else run his show. He did a better job this time, but he also ran that show, just the mm -hmm. same way Cat Williams did. Mm -hmm. uh, to respond to the relationship thing before we go to D.L. Hughley, mm -hmm. um, I said it here before. I think, I think that... <clears throat> I think that it may be an awkward appearing relationship. I may personally not want to be with someone as brazen and outspoken and 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 I don't even know what other word to use here, but I don't, I don't want to be with someone who has done some of the things that Monique has done in the public eye. To mm -hmm. me, that's off-putting, but their relationship is one, unique, and two, flourishing. We should all be applauding that. This is a couple who is showing us what Black love can look like and showing us that you can be with someone no matter what the circumstances are, no yep. matter their past history, no matter whether they make more than you, no matter whether they're a celebrity, none of that matters. You can be together and you can be in a very happy, long-lasting relationship. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Now, let me tell you what I don't think is a beautiful thing. What's that? This D.L. Hughley and Monique shit, it is tiring. We've been over it since, what, two years ago when we first talked about the two of them? My Lord. Like, this stuff... <laughs> I mean, listen. It's weird. It's gotten it really weird. Now everybody is saying, well, you did this first. No, you did that first. Let me tell you what really happened. Let me tell you what really happened. Yeah, And I don't know if D.L. Hughley responded again, again, because he responded to the interview and then they responded together to him. Mm -hmm. I hope that this is squashed after this and they could figure it out behind the scenes. Yeah, I don't want to see our, our legends and icons beefing publicly. I mean, y'all yeah. <laughs> y'all figure it out behind the scenes, please, because this don't yeah. need to keep coming out publicly, especially when... You keep coming on screen and talking about, you know, our community, you know, our people, you know, our babies. Okay, well, then then do that. Figure out what got to be done behind the scenes so our community don't have to keep doing this publicly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't care for it. Um, and we talked about this a really long time ago. And I don't <laughs> I mean, I was more confused about why D.L. Hughley looks like leather, but. You know, that's fine. I, um, I just... I agree with you. I don't think that they, you know, the legends should be feuding like this. But, again, I feel like there, there's a lot where, there's a lot of instances where Monique feels like she needs to defend herself because she feels like people have said things about her publicly that aren't true. What I did respect about one of the responses um, or the response of her and her husband was that I guess something she said, she misspoke and, and they, it they, was they fixed it. incorrect. And I, I'm, I think D.L. Hughley did call them out about that. And they came back and they said, listen, that's not, that's not true. This is how this happened. And we just want to clear this up. I respected that. Um, and it kind of made me think too, like, all right, well, maybe there's something to this. Like, I don't think that, I just, I, I'm always worried about in, invalidating people's experiences. I, I don't, I don't want to invalidate any of her experiences and the way she saw what happened and the way it happened. Um, but it's stupid. Like, it's not... I would like to, who was the promoter because that's the person I want to talk to. Why wasn't why wasn't the billing on that um 
on that show done properly. Because well, remember, that's how even, this started. It didn't even start at the show. No, it started with his radio show that he was not there for. Oh, right. He wasn't there and they played the game it's, and they said the thing dumb. about her husband. Like, and yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that part. It's let's 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 work behind the scenes to bury it. And by let's, I mean y'all. Them, yeah. Not me. Yeah. So, okay. but if y'all need a mediator, Monique, DL Hughley, if you need a mediator, we'll gladly sit with the two of y'all and and we could figure it out. And we could chop you know? it up and figure it out. We could figure it out. Yeah. We come to a, a friendship peace treaty. I will gladly provide that service. Yeah, that would be fun. Um. Yeah. So Breakfast Club apologized. They did. That's good. Yeah. I don't have too much on that. I don't either. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that. Here's what I'll say. Yes, she was given Donkey of the Day. Way back when. The problem with taking back a Donkey of the Day. And now we're missing one. No, I'm just kidding. Granted, I used to listen to Donkey of the Day every single day on the way to work. Uh, Pre-work from home, I would... That was the only thing I listened to. I would tune into iHeart and I would listen. It just so happened the time I would leave the house would be maybe about five to ten minutes before Donkey of the Day came on. So as I was walking to the train, I would listen to it. I stopped listening to it because I didn't like one of Charlemagne's Donkey of the Days. I felt it was a, a little too off color for me. And I was like, I'm done here. But I think that the function of Donkey of the Day, you have to be able to, you know, how we always say people got to stand in it. You can apologize, but you can't take back a Donkey of the Day. You know what I mean? It's like it, it doesn't it doesn't it take away from the thing? Like it yeah. takes away from the the intentions and the expectations of Donkey of the Day, which is a completely separate conversation because there are many people who could come back and say, you know, I don't agree with this or whatever the case may be, and then they would have to, I guess, consider whether they, you know, apologize to this person or not. But Donkey of the Day exists for a reason. And Charlemagne has given himself Donkey of the Day before. Yes, he has. So while I might have decided that it wasn't for me anymore, I kind of feel like, oh, Donkey of the Day. Like we had to we had to backpedal on a Donkey of the Day. But I do respect that they understand her perspective now and they were able to acknowledge that and apologize for, you know, making her feel a certain way about it. I just, that was an aside. You know, as a podcaster, I'm like, I don't want anybody coming back and telling us our segments are, you know, y'all messed up that segment. They're going to. You know? They're going to. They're going to, but then what do we do? Like, how how do you handle that in a way that maintains the integrity of the segment? You have a real conversation about it. You're right, because why not have a real conversation about it? Right. Now, let's have a real conversation about Big Lotto. Big Lotto doing big things. Yes! <laughs> that's your girl! <laughs> you be trying to Listen, like that's not your very girl. Honest. <laughs> let me be very honest. I have never listened to a Lotto project. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Lotto's album sounded like. I don't know what an EP sounds like. Mm-hmm. I've heard things here and there. I heard her interview when she was on Joe Budden podcast. They did mm-hmm. not pay me for this ad. But what I do know is Lotto gets busy. Oh, she does. She did. And what I also know is we're going to get to it. But I also know that in this this here battle, this one right here, nigga. This one right here, nigga. <laughs> she did her thing. <laughs> she did her thing. Lotto is who I'm rooting for. Okay, so that's the first thing I want to say. Pumpkin spice could never. The second thing I want to say is, <laughs> I came up here, and I told y'all that I don't know how this beef started. But if I had to guess, yep, 
You said it. But if I had to guess... Tell us what you said. It was probably over a dude. Seems that way. Yep. And now, what is Lotto's hook saying? I mean, I don't remember the words, but yes. That's your, that must be your only nigga. Yep. Oh, because, yeah, I like the fact that... She, okay, the energy that she was bringing. Heated though. and you took him back? That must be your only nigga. Right. And then she goes on to say, I mean... I don't only have. <laughs> she says it. Lotto in a... <laughs> told us. Lotto told us. No man is turning her down except Little Nas X. Right. She also wanted us to know that Jesus walked on water. She made ice water. <laughs> All right, Lotto. Lotto, tell us how you really feel. It. Tell us how you really feel, Lotto. Ice Spice, Lotto. Ice Spice got problems. Okay? Not only does the visual already... I didn't see the video. I only heard the song. But we know a bunch of what were, what was on her block? A bunch of black suburbans. And that's and a part the of the song. Say? What is it? 28 exactly. black suburbans, I think she said? 20 black suburbans. 20 we pull up suburbans. like Sunday service. You really into Lotto. You about to go listen to Lotto, all Lotto's music now, huh? Maybe. Maybe. Let's see. I don't know. I heard I Usher drop the album, but we'll I get to that in a second. Sorry. I haven't <laughs> seen you this excited. About, I was excited when About came music, in. about or about new music, I should say. I haven't seen you this excited in a while. I mean, I was excited when Nikki and... and uh. Meg started taking jabs yeah. at each other. Your, your energy for Lotto is a little different, though. Lotto, you know what I'm saying? And that's I got fine. Lotto There's energy nothing wrong with right that. Now. You know, I just, I just noticed it. I'm sure some of our our viewers will notice it too. You, you, really? I like, I like when the MCs get busy. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, she did good. I, I, I was into it. Yeah, I got to go see the video, but I did listen to the song quite a few times. And I want to know where that sample's from. I I, I can't figure it out yet. But it I don't want to look it up, but I want to try to figure out where the sample for the beat is. Yeah. It sounds very familiar. It's, it sounds it sounds familiar. Um, I'm just thinking to myself, I said it the other day, but I'll say it again. Ice Spice's writing team is in the lab, okay? They got to be. And they, and they better be. They got to be. They better be because this. You think we were going to get one by, the, by next week? I don't know, but... They better be careful because Lotto not played. Because I feel like, okay, this weekend is going to be quiet because everybody's going to be in Vegas. Super Bowl is happening. Monday is going to be the aftermath of Super Bowl. So you might not want to drop it on Monday. Nobody's paying attention. But by midweek next week, latest Friday, we get a, we get a new Ice Spice song. I don't think so, but... A, a breathy track where she's talking about how, you know, he came back because he didn't want you. <laughs> look how girls know. spin. Look how girls spin cheating. <laughs> I don't know, but I want, listen. I'm open to hearing it. I don't think the battle's over. No, I don't think the battle's over. But I think right now it's one zero. Ice Spice got to put on her baby fat and get in the studio. She got to record something. She do. I don't know why you're making those faces. She wears baby fat. She wore baby fat to the Grammys. We all know. <laughs> we all know. Speaking of the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Speaking of the Super Bowl, Apple Music. I say, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you say what you got to say, co-host. Tell us. I want to say I have never seen in all my years. Yep. Have I. So much money. Mm -hmm. And so much promo for someone who's already a big ass star doing the Super Bowl. When they first announced Usher, they it. gave us they gave us fit what what's Beyonce's word? 511. Yeah. When they first announced it, they gave us 511 fake confessions yeah. videos. With everybody making confessions. Yep. I do this, air quotes, confessions. Now, a couple of days before the Super Bowl, we got a whole quote unquote film. Seven minutes long. Seven minutes and six seconds. 
that's a lot of money. That was a big production. Yep. They were all over Vegas. With all the with all the 4K cameras. Oh, it was. And you see who was in it. Well, he confirmed that. He confirmed that he was out somewhere in the last 24 hours, and he confirmed, I mean, Flo John and Ludacris are in Vegas. Of course we got to do, yeah. So he confirmed that. I saw that before we we did the pod. Got um, you. But someone else was in the video. Wesley Snipes. Leslie Snipes. Leslie Snipes was in the video. And who else? I, I honestly don't know the white lady's name, but she's popular too. She's famous too. I don't too. know who she is. I got to be honest. I recognized her. I just don't, I couldn't tell you who she I, is. I don't know who she is. But you're, you're alluding to the fact that Taraji P. Henson was in the video. I like she that. Was one of the, she, she was kind of the star of the video. Yeah. Until Usher showed up getting panties thrown at him from the balcony. Yeah. Oh, and Tim Gunn was in it. Who? Tim Gunn. Gunn? That's his name? Isn't that who that was? The CEO of Apple? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I thought they called him Tim. Tim, some... Sorry. I I don't think it's Gunn. You you don't know your CEO's... Nah, I'm just kidding. I have no idea what Samsung CEO's name is, so I'm, I'm just talking shit. You know I get them mixed up. No comment. <laughs> Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Apple CEO. <laughs> Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Okay, similar to James. You <laughs> get gun. James, James Gunn? Gun? I'm dumb. So, yes, Tim. They look alike. And kind of sound alike. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> nah, they gotta know. <laughs> they gotta know. <sighs> anyway, yep. So this he guy don't in... look like that guy. Okay, I'm all mixed up because I'm thinking about I'm I'm thinking about Tim. But it was another another guy. I think I'm thinking. No, I'm not thinking about James Gunn. I'm thinking about Tim Gunn. Type in Tim Tim Gunn. Who the fuck is Tim Gunn? Type in Tim Gunn. Come on. We'll have a lot of time. We gotta get out of here. You wanna see the resemblance? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine he had on those black glasses. Like Mr. Cook. Well, it's funny you say that. There's a picture of him with black glasses. Let's see it. I see the resemblance. Me too. <laughs> Clown. <laughs> They're brothers. They're brothers. They are brothers, okay? <laughs> Cousins, at least. Yeah, brothers in whiteness. <laughs> <laughs> they do that shit to us all the time. I don't, I don't even feel bad. Okay. Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, oh, everybody's in the... <laughs> We are not editing that out. Oh my god. Yo, if you made it this far into the episode, please let us know. <laughs> the do you think the these two guys, do Tim Cook and Tim Gunn look like brothers? Please. Put it, put in, it in the, the comments. comments. Please. Listen, look at my hands. Please put it in the comments. Please put it in the comments. <laughs> my God. Tim Cook versus Tim Gunn. Yo. So how oh do we God. feel about Taraji being in the movie? I think it's fly. Like I want to listen. I said it already. I want Taraji to get all the money. Yeah, but I also want to know, and this is why why I started here. I want to know why are they promoting this Usher Super Bowl show so much? We didn't see this with any of the other ones. We didn't see this with the 
I'm gonna call it the Spanish Super Bowl one because it was like J Lo, yeah, Cardi B, and uh, Bad Bunny. We didn't see that with the quote unquote West Coast one. We didn't see all of this promo for that. We with Rihanna, we just kept okay. All right, I will say this: with Rihanna, we kept seeing the same one commercial way too much. Yeah, but we didn't get. 700 confessions and then a whole Rihanna short film? I don't know, but I love it. I oh, I'm not I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just really I curious know. about this is big business. We Apple spending a lot of money on Usher. Apple is spending all of the budget on <laughs> Usher. But yeah. I also wonder if Usher was like hey, I have lofty dreams and I'm going to share them with you because Usher made that very clear the other day when he was interviewed. He was like, I try things and I suggest things and I have ideas and, you know, I put them out there and know that sometimes they're not going to come back. It's not going to come back to me the way that I expect. So I'm just wondering how much he had a hand in this. Um, Also, he's Usher and I, I... He's, I mean, everybody who performs at the Super Bowl is huge, right? That's not, there's no contest there, but right. also maybe it's just Apple, like, and Apple finding their footing, too, with doing this. Apple hasn't been doing it for very long. Um, what do you mean? It's like the fifth or sixth year. Yeah, but there was... Before them, there there was somebody else. And that's why I'm saying maybe they're finding their footing. It's an annual show. So fifth or sixth is not that long, as far as I'm concerned. It's not like it's something that's happening every couple of months or every week or something like that. I feel like they're, maybe they're finding their footing. Maybe they're, they're seeing the value in spending that money. Or, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I like it. Like How would you like it if it wasn't Usher? If it was somebody else? Insert any other artist. Wouldn't care. If it was Madonna? Wouldn't care. That's why I'm asking. Wouldn't have sat through seven minutes of the video. But that's why all. I'm asking. I'm being if you very got, honest If you got a hundred videos of people telling you why they're a material girl. I wouldn't watch those. And then months later, you got a seven minute, where's Madonna... We gonna chase. We gonna chase. We gonna look all around the city while playing some of her hits. I wouldn't care. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's interesting. I'm not hating. I I enjoy it, but I'm saying. Where is it coming? I think from? it's really interesting that there's yeah. so much money being poured in to this Usher show. What is so special about this Usher show? It's big business. I'm thinking about the business side. I'm a fan of Usher, so all of this is cool to me even though I didn't like half of those confessions and didn't watch the other half. I watched a couple and was like, all right, y'all doing too much. And then that was it. But I'm just curious about the business side of things. This is a lot of money. You know what I also appreciate about this? That they told us what songs he's going to perform without telling us? No, but yeah, I caught that. Um, but what I appreciate... I don't think he's going to perform all of those songs, but I, I, I caught that. They were very specific songs being played throughout this seven minutes. And a lot of them could be the songs he's not going to do also. Yep. So that was our way of, it's kind of like um, <clears throat> when he performed uh, at Roots and in between songs played that he wasn't going to perform. Right. So, yeah. But what was I going to say? Um, I like that this, that they're doing this and I don't know if this has anything to do with to do with it, but in my mind, I like that this is happening because it's taking the spotlight off of Taylor Swift. I like that it's dis distracting us from because because even when he was announced as the halftime performer, there were efforts to try to overshadow him, like make her a part of the performance, and maybe she will be. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but to try to make her a part of the performance and all of that. And I'm glad that the last couple of days, this whole week, all I've been hearing about is Usher. I mean, there's been some sprinklings about her and her boyfriend, but for the most part, I feel like everybody's finally like, okay, we're here. We're down to the wire and Usher's coming. And I like that. 
I think he deserves that. I don't think he deserves to be overshadowed by another artist who is simply going to the game to see her boyfriend. So, you know, I didn't expect to bring up her name, but I, I think that that's worth noting because the NFL for the last few months has been drowning us in Taylor Swift. And yeah. So why not Apple prop usher up a little bit more so that we don't forget who, who's, who's the star. But um, let's say next year, Taylor Swift is the Super Bowl performer. Just, uh-huh. just let's just make believe you want to see this much promo for Taylor Swift. No, that's why I'm, that's why I'm, that's why I'm a little confused about it. Not mad at it because I'm an Usher fan, but. If it, even if it was Drake, someone who I think could perform at the Super Bowl and kill it, I wouldn't want to see all this promo for Drake because I'm not the biggest Drake fan. No, but I think Drake fans would eat that up. So I could totally see them doing sure, it for the Drake. The same way Madonna fans would, Taylor Swift fans would, Beyonce fans would. But Taylor Swift is complicated because as as she has tons and tons and tons of fans, she's a huge star, but she also has a large amount of people who just are irritated by her. So you'd see that being like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. And the last thing I want to say is Big Lotto is also on Usher's album. Uh He flipped, he flipped Uptown Girl. Remember Uptown Girl? Yeah. It's A-Town Girl. Mm. And Lotto is from Atlanta. Oh, we know because she was in the Bronx and she had no business being there. <laughs> so we are we are fully aware of where Lotto was from. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did good. I did not expect that to be the flip when I saw the track say "A Town Girl." Yeah, but oh, it immediately cool. starts. The song immediately starts with the Uptown Girl song playing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to the album. We can. We'll yeah, we're going to chop it up on Monday. On Monday, be ready for an Usher, Usher, Usher episode. It's an Usher extravaganza. Okay. That is what will be happening on Monday. Yes. So if you're not an Usher fan, you probably don't want to tune in on Monday. We got to clip that and just, <laughs> that's going to be the promo for Monday's episode. For Monday's episode? You got yeah. it. Yeah. I got that. I will make that happen. All right. Well. Then that's all we got. Until and next that week. Is all we got. Till next week. Y'all have a good weekend. Happy and make Usher sure weekend. you put the speakers on full blast for the Crank Usher performance. Up. Crank it up. I will Crank definitely it. have my speakers on full blast for the moment they announce Usher. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't oh I got chills. Can't wait. <laughs> all right, all right. Relax. Save it for Monday. All right. I will. Adios. Bye.